Hi, my name is Beshu. Anything that I've said or spoken about on this podcast are a reflection of my own opinions and my personal views and do not reflect the Smithsonian's. What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace, this is Outlaw. And you listen to the 80s Babies Podcast. And on today's episode, we've got to speak on it to discuss the Smithsonian anthology of hip-hop and rap, which is the compilation hip-hop album coming out uh, Friday, yeah, August yeah. 20th. And to uh, to talk about it with us is my good friend, Beshu. Say hello. Hi, y'all. And Beshu was involved with this project. She is credited as, as a producer. Yeah, and yeah. so there's some things we, we probably can talk about, some things we, we, we may not be able to do, but in general, we're just going to have a, uh, just a general conversation about this, uh, about this project because it's getting some buzz right now. And because yeah. it's, a, it's a hip-hop documentary project, yeah. We are kind of like a hip hop documentarians ourselves. <laughs> we, we 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 try to be. We try to be. Yeah. So it figured yeah. that uh, we can't have an album coming out about the history of hip hop and not discuss it here. So right. And so you know, I, I think we'll start with right. Uh, I think the most the most interesting thing I think to to us right as lay people is like how something like this comes together. Right. Mm-hmm. There's there's kind of uh, uh, obviously a lot of strings and things like that that go into it. So I'll start with the most obvious question: Are y'all trolling? <laughs> I, I i i did not know he was low blow no i'm kidding nah. we might be trolling no um and and so I'll, I'll elaborate on that question right there are certain selections here for certain individuals that um you would think that another song would be chosen um and in certain cases there are certain artists that are omitted so uh by are y'all trolling i'm being silly but you know tell us a little bit more about the process in terms of like why you guys chose what you chose and what was involved in in kind of putting it all together yeah so i got brought onto the project in 2014 and i remember sort of the first meeting we had with the executive 2014 committee. wow that's a yeah, long, that's a long so, time so ago how, yeah. wait how long have you been with the smithsonian i mean i started in 2014 and literally i started working on this project like okay, this one. was the, okay. the day one. Okay. This is sort of the day one, right? Were, were you brought into the Smithsonian to work on this? Yep. Okay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't think any of us knew how massive this project was going to be. I right. think we had an idea. Yeah. Um, but the end result, I think, is something that none of us expected in terms of um, the depth and, and sort of the breadth of, of what we've covered. And we mm-hmm. haven't covered the entire history of hip-hop. And this is not the, right. the definitive history. And I think mm-hmm. there's, you know, as your listeners and as readers will notice, um, there's a lot missing. Right. But um, to just answer your question, uh, we were in a room in somewhere in one of the Smithsonian buildings with mm-hmm. Chuck D, MC Light. Hey, legends. Legends. Um, Adam Bradley, Bill Adler. You legends. Know, l- legends. Um, and I think Ninth Wonder was there. I, yeah. I, that, yeah, he's in yeah. the... He's yeah. definitely involved. He's and involved, I saw Questlove's yeah. name as Questlove well. was... Yeah, Questlove um, contributed... Uh, he, I don't think he was able to meet, make any of our meetings due to scheduling issues. Right, but, right. Um, I mean, he's on TV like every night. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so there was a, you know, I think they were given a list of three to 500, you know, hip hop tracks. And mm-hmm. they were asked to like dwindle that down. Not, not just the executive committee, but we also had like an advisory committee okay. of I think about 50 plus people. Wow. Um, so that list went through them and then ended up with the executive committee. Mm-hmm. And, you know, heated debates about which track belongs there, why. Yeah. 
you know, we, we wanted to make sure that some tracks that ended up on the anthology weren't just, you know, your top, you know, chart mm. or the t- tracks that charted, right? We so, wanted ma- so I think that's what I meant by, like, are, are you trolling in that, like, was was there a thought process to, like, intentionally omitting certain things to create conversation or including certain things that you wouldn't necessarily include to create conversation? Yeah, I mean, I think it was intentional in terms of including um, I don't know if we intentionally omitted tracks for mm. the sake of, you know, conversation. Um, but as you will see the track list, there are some that are, you know, that charted some popular tracks and then right. some that might be a little controversial to some. Mm-hmm. Well, you've included this track from so-and-so. Why right. didn't you include that track? Right. And, and those decisions were intentional. Yeah. Specifically because of how and when it was released and perhaps the content of, yeah. of the track. So It's funny that Outlaw actually, you know, prior to us cutting the mic on, made the same kind of, oh, wow, that I did, right? With UGK Pocket Full of Stones, right? Right. In and a this, good way. In, this, good right, way. in a good yeah. way. And this record, it almost kind of gives your list like a little bit of cred, right? Because yeah. it's like, because it's like okay, <laughs> they didn't just pick all the easy ones, yeah. right? Like they picked like a record that like, if you know UGK, you know yes. this shit is fire. Yes. Um, so I, I, I feel like, you know, there, there's some also, some some things that it's like, it's it's not, are you trolling? It's like, I see what you did there. Like yeah. you're trying to build credibility here, you know? Well, I mean... <laughs> To be fair, I think the executive committee really wanted to make sure that hip-hop was not just represented from the East and the West Coast. They right. wanted to include the Midwest okay. and the South. Okay. And so we're like, okay, what are some tracks that were, you know, seminal to the South or seminal to the Midwest? Or right. some tracks that, you know, people slept on, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, or that were relevant to the artist's career in some way, shape, or form. Fair. So, all right, so here's my question. You, you talked about the executive committee and the advisory board. Right. Mm, Tracks went through question. the advisory board first? First. You don't necessarily need to give me specific names mm-hmm. unless unless you're comfortable doing so. Who is in this advisory board? Is it journalists? Is it is it Good radio question. DJs? Is it musicians? And what's the difference between the advisory board and the executive committee? Um, to be honest, there were a lot of people who contributed to the, um, who were part of the advisory board. I can't remember everybody, but it oh, was fine. a mix of journalists, um, professors, DJs, um, and, you know, culture bearers. Okay. So, uh, to be honest, I don't know why it went through that level of process that was before my time. Okay. Um, by the time I got there, it had already gotten to the so, executive So, what you're saying is the advisory board predates 2014. I don't think it predates 2014. I okay. think it predates when Just, I uh, gotcha, sort of gotcha, got gotcha, brought gotcha, on gotcha. board. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I think the idea predates 2014. 14. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting. I wonder like how long it would like an idea like that would take to go from being an idea to fruition because obviously, you know, we're how many how many years since then, you know, uh, yeah. so and so then the executive board is essentially just the advisory board but just dwindled down. So the advisory board is just a separate body that people, right. the only thing that they probably did and I don't want to minimize anybody's work, but to my knowledge was to just select these sort of tracks that okay. ended up being given to the executive committee. Okay. And then some of the advisory board actually some members contributed track notes. Um okay. wrote track notes okay. or you know there, there perhaps some was some level of contribution yeah. in some way, shape, or form throughout the life cycle of the project. Okay, yeah, you mentioned track notes because it's not just 
songs that are, yeah. that are on this list. It's not like uh, just like a, a Ken Burns <laughs> collection of, 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 of music, right? right? Um, there's actually a, a giant book here. The yeah. photography on it is great. The whole presentation sure. is like, we're looking at it right now. Yeah. And we open it up. She opened it up for us and we're like, all right, we definitely need to buy this one. <laughs> this, it definitely looks yeah. slick. But there's a lot of written material as well. And so the, mm-hmm. the, the advisory board, when they... The people on the advisory board, if they were musicians and they gave track notes, is that what's going into this book or is that completely different? So the way Smithsonian Folkways recording operates in terms of how we produce records, we have liner notes for all our records. Oh, okay. And that's just how we've always done it. And so when we produce these large box sets, um, there's always essays and liner notes. And so okay. we wanted to give you know hip hop the same due to make mm-hmm. sure that None of us at Folkways were hip-hop experts, right? Mm. And so make sure that people who were reading this knew what they were talking about because we understood that this this book was going to reach audiences that either A, were not born during this time, B, that mm. don't know hip-hop, mm-hmm. and C, that, you know, peripherally grew up with hip-hop but weren't in the culture, right? right? right. And so we just wanted to make sure that all of that was properly documented. Smithsonian Folkways records, mm-hmm. right? Okay. How much... Did they defer to whoever the people were putting this project together? Like, because you're saying that they don't know much about hip hop. So did, did they defer like 100 percent? So I think it was a collaborative effort in terms of Folkways knows how, how to produce music, how to produce right. box sets. OK. And so mm-hmm. we collaborated with the museum um, to come up with this. Right. So it was a collaboration we sought out collectively um, okay. sought out writers sought out people designers mm-hmm. um photographers to make sure that this was you know a sort of a a, a holistic piece right mm-hmm. the, the expertise of folkways comes in okay we're reading this manuscript we're like okay there are holes in these stories mm-hmm. how can we fill these holes who are these experts and we want to we want to make sure that we're not just writing an essay because we're writing an essay or writing a track note we want to make sure it's you know um it has depth and substance Mm -hmm. and so the museum um our colleagues at the museum were gracious enough to refer writers and writers were able to refer their colleagues and so that's just how the project grew so big right okay I guess you kind of answered it a little bit, but but I, I kind of had a question around the the time frame chosen here, right? Um, you know this 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 begins in 1979, which I mean I guess we all get hip hop does kind of start around that that time commercially, frame yes, commercially, so yeah. that makes sense. Um, but then you know it it it, it cuts off in in 2013. Right. So I mean, you did say that you all kind of started ideating um in 2014, or or at least your involvement started there. Like, what was the thought process behind the you know the bookends of the time frame? For, for for the the project. I'm gonna keep it 100 with you. Okay. And I might get in trouble for this. But the book was supposed to come out in 2016 when the African American mm. Museum opened. Uh, and so oh. we were like, okay, if it ends in 2013, it's okay. Right, right. Right? Because we're working on it in 2014. Okay. We don't want to put tracks that we don't know will may or may not be relevant. Right, right. And we don't have the time to include anything that's going to be coming up. That makes sense. So it was a conscious decision to mm-hmm. end it then. But then due to a lot of complications with the licensing, mm-hmm. um, it just ended up not coming out then. Yeah, that makes yeah. sense. You know, they had that New York Times article that was just released, what was it, last week or whenever that came mm-hmm. out. Um, and they kind of go through this a little bit. Did they did they talk about it in that article or not? They did. Okay. They did. And so 
I think we also intentionally w- during the licensing pro- pro- process, sorry, we could have gone back and said we want to add X, right. Y, and Z tracks. Right. Um, but the more we sat with the track list, we're mm-hmm. like, music has changed. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And anything after 2013, specifically Drake, yeah, is completely different. Right. So what does that look like? In terms of including these tracks, sure. what are these tracks? Mm-hmm. Are we gonna go back through that process? Right. I think logistically, and also thinking about how you know music evolved to completely streaming at that right. point, right? right? Streaming was was the name of the game, mm-hmm. and especially if this was gonna come out, I think it came out like it would have come out towards the tail end where people still had CDs, kind of had CDs. Yeah, right, right. We've talked about it on this podcast that there used to kind of be there used to be like a centrality to hip hop, and that's just yeah. no longer there anymore. Mm. Um, mm. Like there will be some, there, there could be some artist right now who apparently yeah. is huge, yeah. and I have never ever heard of this guy. Very true. And it's not like it's not like back in the early two thousands where okay maybe someone was really really huge in like the Oakland area like who's the guy that you said that uh, Drake kind of borrows from uh, what's his name who Mac Dre Mac Dre mm-hmm. right I only know about Mac Dre because you told me about Mac Dre because you know you're more familiar with the with the regions mm-hmm. I wouldn't consider Mac Dre to be someone like in the central mainstream maybe he was but like mm-hmm. I had never heard of him mm-hmm. and so but I think that there's a lot more of that yeah right? that's that's fair I, but but I mean you you guys both make a a, a, a great segue to to my next question which is is you know i see that drake and j cole are are individuals who are at least considered here i think i think drake might be featured maybe drake is the last track on disc nine right yeah. but 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 there's no kendrick lamar right yes, yes. so, so yes. can you tell us can we talk about that no, or no we can't talk um, about that i'm just gonna leave it at it was a licensing okay. you know there's okay. there's a lot of artists that weren't included yeah. kendrick included you know right. and so yeah. all of it or all of them were licensing right. issues. So let's get the obvious out of the way. The uh, the other the other big elephant in the room is there's no Jay Z on this right. Podcast. There's no Jay Z. Yeah, yeah, man, licensing. Right, right, no right. fun. Do does the book at least cover him in the essays? Yeah, 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 absolutely. Okay. I mean, we okay. we've done or we've tried to do our due diligence by including artists um, in the essays or the track notes that weren't included in the track list. Because, right, okay. yes, Kendrick and Jay-Z are, are big omissions, especially right. when you think about the late 2000s, right, you right. know, yeah. uh, early 1990s. Um, there's things that were beyond our control. Right. Um, and so what we could do, and especially, I think, um, if you were to look at the last essay uh, written by Naima Corcoran. Um, oh, we, shout out to Naima. Not shout out to Naima. Um, we commissioned her to write sort of, you know, what does music or what will hip hop sound like post 20, 2013 or in the 2000, you know, just forward thinking yeah. um, to pick up where we left off in terms of the track list. That's interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and the essay is solid. I would highly recommend It's one of my favorite essays in the book. Okay, for sure. I kind of want to go back to the question about um, the inclusion of a song like uh, UGK Pocket Full of Stones, right? right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if I were picking UGK songs, that's not necessarily one I would have thought to include. And it wouldn't have been International Players Anthem, but there's other songs from that time period I would have thought to include. Mm-hmm. But I'm assuming there had to be someone like, as much as Chuck D knows about hip hop, I would be curious about how much he knew about the hip-hop scene in houston in 1994. maybe he knows a lot maybe he doesn't so i'm assuming that there's there's someone maybe bun b or whoever dog ninth wonders from the south but is he from houston though 
You don't have to be from Houston to have an appreciation for Southern. So hip-hop. this is this is where it gets interesting with the executive <laughs> committee. I think there was a, sort of a breadth of expertise, right? Mm-hmm. Right, but also opinions, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, to 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 be fair, Chuck is I, one of the smartest people in the room that right, day. Sure. I was. Sure. I mean. The amount of knowledge he dropped, I was like, "Whoa! Yeah, I don't know anything about. I don't know talks, anything right. about hip hop." When <laughs> Chuck opened his mouth, I'm like, "Yes, you are right." Right. Um, but the, the, to to your point, there was an argument to be made. People, I, I, I'd like to say Cheryl Keys, but I don't, I don't remember quite well. But I mm. remember somebody stating why UGK is important, why we need to include the South, and why this song. So people definitely argued over which songs and the relevance of these songs. And some songs were omitted because not everybody agreed. So are are there any other kind of big fights or or points of contentions with things that either got included or didn't get included that you you can share with us? Looking at the track list here. (laughs) Okay. Um, you know, I think there was, um, a lot of conversation about including women mm-hmm. on the track list, right? Because we know hip hop and how women are represented. And yep. so we tried our best to include as many women as we could, Missy, Foxy. And I feel like you guys Milken. did a great job. With yes. That. Yeah. I yeah. think that was important. And, and actually Cheryl Keys, shout out to Cheryl Keys, who was mm-hmm. on the executive committee, Dr. Cheryl Keys. Mm-hmm. Um, for really making sure that we included women's voices, Queen Latifah. Right. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of women we wanted to include, but as you might see, there's a lot of features. Mm-hmm. And that's how we try to we sort of maneuver, including mm. some women who perhaps we couldn't license the tracks. And we're like, okay, uh, what other uh-huh. tracks that we can find that, you know, they're prominent on? Right. You know, it's a shame that, in some respects, it's a shame that it has to stop at 2013 because there's a lot more women in hip hop. Oh, now. yeah. That's true. Oh, yeah. Right? There's That's a, a good point. lot more. I mean, we talk about on this podcast how yeah. it always used to be a thing where it was just like, there can be only one. Right. Right. There can be only one. And that's 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 not the case anymore. It's, and it's really recent, too. Yeah. I mean, even underground hip hop, you know, you had the Gene Grays, you had, right. you know, the Raw Diggers, and, yeah. and none of, a lot of them, I don't say a lot, but most of them didn't make it in the track list. Mm, yeah, um, so, not to, not for nothing, there was there were enough women, you know, hip hop artists that mm. didn't make the track list. But I think we just try to be mindful of, you know, um, the contribution and their impact on the culture. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Can you describe the learning experience for people involved? Given the sense that, okay, Chuck D might know everything there is about hip hop, but mm-hmm. I'm assuming that a lot of the people involved, though they have expertise in certain areas, I would like to think that hip hop is so extensive and so vast that there were a lot of people who just were learning a lot of different things. I mean, I, I don't know. Was, was, was that a thing or not? Like, did you learn a lot personally or i think i can only speak for myself i can't speak for everybody in the room for me and i'd like to preface this that i'm just an immigrant african child (laughs) right and so i was not born in the u.s um i was not i didn't grow up on hip-hop you know i I grew up listening to some hip-hop but i didn't know what hip-hop was Mm. and it wasn't until i came to this country that i fell in love with hip-hop so on a personal note I think I learned so much from the project because mm. it took a ton of researching and ton of learning about who who the artists are, their yeah. impact, even the journalists, the writers, the con- the contributors, the right. you know the, fo- the photos, the artists. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of research that went into it, and I feel like I came out. 
I'm I'm not a know it all. I can't sit here and say I know the entire history mm. or I know one you know one musician's entire catalog. Mm. But do I have I gained sort of a breadth of knowledge of hip hop? Absolutely. Have I worked with some brilliant people that know more than me? Absolutely. And people who were like, you know, maybe this is not my expertise did defer to their colleagues and say mm. you should reach out to so and so to do this. Can you describe some of the personal research that you undertook for whatever aspect of the project you might have had? Maybe just an example or two. I mean, the entire book I think I researched, you know, from okay. photographers to and wow. uh, to to be honest, also to be fair, say Adams who sort of art directed this beautiful box set also brought on his you know his crew of you know people that he knew the artists the graffiti artists mm -hmm. um but uh you know there's so many academics now so many academics on hip-hop and mm. i did not know half of these people who contributed here until no. i started researching or asking questions mm. um I learned so much about the early history of hip hop, right? If we read the essays, I think Jeff Chang's essay is brilliant. Mm -hmm. Bill Adler actually goes into sort of the precursors and sort of sort of the beginning of hip hop, how it mimics kind of Jamaica's, you know, toasting culture. Oh, wow. That, um, that's good. That's a very yeah. good conclusion. Yes. Yeah. And so I learned so much. Even there's an essay on women in hip hop written by Kiana Mayo, who mm -hmm. was the CEO of Honey Magazine mm -hmm. or co-founder. Um, so to me just learning from these people having the essays written i think also not knowing helped me because as i was reading the track notes or the liner notes mm. i was like there's something missing i don't know what's missing right there mm. needs to be or the story's not complete right mm. what what's missing and so yeah. i had to also go research to figure out what mm. you know did we miss anybody right. you know okay. or is the story complete interesting so uh quick question about just kind of um ethics in the process of putting this together right so you have the inclusion of africa bambata who was somebody who was accused of molesting children you have chris brown who has a you know kind of a tumultuous past right and these are folks that were included so was that included as a part of the consideration process of of, of what would be included and what wouldn't be included in the track list no comment okay. they do comment that uh, on that in the, in the new york times article i think do they yeah i think the the explanation was that they recognize that these are problematic individuals, mm -hmm. but at the same time, too, their contributions to hip hop are factual. So that that was that was the take that I got from the New York Times article. Okay. Fair. So, Fair. yeah. So uh, there was one track that we talked about off off mic, and I'll just go ahead and put it back out there. That that was an, an interesting um, inclusion to to myself and Outlaw, which is Talib Kweli, Black Girl Pain. <laughs> Can you can you can you talk a little bit more? I about don't think that right? was our first choice. Was it? Maybe it was. I mean, mm. I think the 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 content. That's this is where the track, not the artist, sort of won, mm, right? Okay. Like we wanted to include Jean Grey. We wanted to include something about black women. Black women, yeah. Right, right. And right. And, and, and I mean, hindsight is always twenty twenty. <laughs> but um, I understand Talib is problematic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> And this track doesn't really it's, it's age interesting well. Because <laughs> even saying that Talib is problematic is controversial, right? Like right, he's right, right, somebody right. It's, it's, it's a little tongue in cheek even mentioning it. Yes. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> but tracks like this, I think, are an example of you know we chose that for very specific reasons. Okay. 
um, it was intentional. Mm-hmm. If you can, mm-hmm. what was your favorite contribution to this project? Like, what's the thing that you yourself are most proud of contributing to this? Oh, man. I don't think I've had the time to actually process Got that. Got you. Okay. Um, but I think on a personal note, I'm most proud of making sure that black women were represented because, and this came late after we started going through the photos and the content. Mm. I realized that there was a big omission in terms of uh, contributors. Mm -hmm. And we're talking in terms, when I say contributors, I'm talking about um, photographers, um, essay writers. Mm. And so I was very adamant that we had to close the book by an essay written by a young black woman. And mm-hmm. I had to fight for that. Okay. Um, I don't think people saw the value in a closing essay. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm like, we can't just drop the ball at 2013, y'all. Like, we <laughs> gotta say something about... It's coming out in 2020. There has to be something that needs to be said. Mm-hmm. And um, to be honest, I didn't know who Naima Corcoran was uh-huh. until I started researching. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there has to be a voice. Yeah. Um, She's dope. She's so dope. Yeah. She's a great storyteller. And she's yeah, so for knowledgeable. Sure. For sure. She's so, so knowledgeable. Mm-hmm. Um, and even the essay on the South, I think, I suggested we write an essay on the South because mm-hmm. I realized how, you know, West Coast and East Coast heavy this whole box set is. Right. And I'm like, you know, we have to represent the South in some way, shape, or form. And mm-hmm. we, I know we do with a few tracks, but we need to write an essay mm-hmm. on the South mm-hmm. and make sure it's represented. Let's talk a little bit about the format. So we're we're looking at a a very large book. There's a lot of photography in it. And the, I guess the music itself comes, uh, it's on CD. Right. right? Um, It looks like, when you first pull it out, it actually looks like they're vinyl. Right, right. Yeah, but then you you open up the booklet and it's like, there's no, they're CDs. And I I remember what they said in the Times article about, was it the, I don't know, just the easiest thing for them to do? Or what was the... um, I guess, why the choice of, of CD in particular? Yeah, I mean, so at first, um, this is within the first year or two that I started working, we, we talked about vinyl. We're like, yeah, we want to have know. one vinyl uh, specifically for precursors of the breakbeats that were included in hip-hop. Um, wait, wait, wait. So by that, you mean like the be- like, like, like a James Brown James song Brown. We were thinking about having commissioning a DJ to do a whole remix, to be on a vinyl. Like those were ideas that God we had. Wait, now, now I want to know about all the yes, ideas that didn't make it. That we did need, not make we it. We need to know what's on the cutting room floor. Oh my God. And this is one of the ideas that never made it because of licensing. Right, okay. It just became super expensive. Awesome. And also, so um, pressing one vinyl, well, not one yeah. vinyl, but like it would have been too expensive to do that. Ultimate breaks, Beats and Breaks did that shit. And Man, it, just, look, it just went hard. Look. It just put it out. Look. Um, it Like to me, that was one of the, the things that I regret the most. I'm like, I wish I had fought far harder for so this. so um, But yeah, that, mm. that would, that yeah. To answer your question who's the target in terms of who they're trying to sell this to that's a very good, that's question. A good question those okay. are conversations that i've had mm-hmm. with myself night and day <laughs> okay um so because it's the smithsonian and i'm assuming here i don't mm-hmm. want to speak out of turn the audience is going to be a mixed audience right yeah. the museum has a you know an audience that they cater to so for sure people are gonna buy that mm-hmm. 
um, for folkways, it's going to be people who are either curious about hip hop, love hip hop, or never heard of hip hop. Because right. there are people out there who've never heard of hip hop. Yeah. And But we understand that this is also a pretty um, expensive project for people. This is not something that, mm. you know, that your average 20 year old will, they'd rather spend $150 on Coachella or mm-hmm. a festival than they for would sure. on, a, on a box set, right? Wait, or some sneakers. Or some sneakers. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> or, or, or a purse, you know. And uh-huh. so we know that going in, like, the target audience might not be who we want to be. Because, mm. um, you know, but I think who's going to appreciate this is people who grew up on, in this era, mm-hmm. who, if they didn't grow up on this era, they grew up around it, their parents, you know, listen to it, or artists who are now like hip-hop fiends, young artists. Yeah, that's probably um, going to be... This is a coffee artist. table. More than anything, I mean, you can find half of these songs on Spotify, legit. Right, right. So. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question, right? Like, is there an, is there like a future release plan for like playlists on Spotify and Tidal? Or like, like what's the... What's the kind of, okay, we know we're in the streaming era uh, release plan, or is there one? I've seen that there have been playlists that have been made. That makes sense. Specifically on Spotify, but yeah. Yeah, Yeah, because the reason why I ask this question is because, look, Yink and I, we we took one look at it and we're like, yeah, I'm buying this shit. Right. Right? Like, I'm going to buy it. A lot of my my friends who are hip-hop enthusiasts and love the golden era, they're going to buy this too. And I'm sure that anybody who appreciates music or, or, or history or, or hip-hop music in particular who has the means to buy it is going to be interested in buying this. But I remember reading from the Times article, they were saying that, you know, they actually do kind of want to get the younger listeners involved. Like, it's, it's mm-hmm. kind of something for them. Kind of something like, you yeah. know, like a, like a Ken Burns collection. Mm-hmm. Like, if I were to go mm-hmm. back and, and learn about jazz, you got yeah. the whole Ken Burns series, right? Yeah. And so I'm curious, though, like how they're wrestling with that challenge because it's not just the fact that no one really buys CDs anymore, but it's also, I think a challenge would just be that like, how do you even get this on people's radars? Cause there's going to be a lot of younger mm. folks who they're not, they're probably never, never even going to hear about this. Right. right. Mm. And so exactly. you know, I would be curious about something like, well, how do you meet the kids? Right. So for example, um, David, one of our, one of the producers of this podcast or one of the contributors, operates our Twitch. You and I have never actually never touched it. that Twitch, mm. right? But he he mm. does the whole thing for us. Shout out to everybody on Twitch. Right, shout out to everybody on Twitch. Or shout out it to- It ain't even Twitch, it's TikTok. Oh my God, thank you. Thank, exactly, <gasps> exactly, Come exactly. Come on out, That love. just goes to You're show- You're dating yourself. That just exactly. goes to show how much I don't know about that stuff. But shout out to the TikTok users, our TikTok followers. Right, right, right. Shout out to David for putting the TikTok together. Yeah. But I'm curious, if there was any conversation about like, okay, yes, when we put out this 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 product, we need to package it in a certain way. This is the best way mm-hmm. to do it. But was there any other additional conversation about like, is there any other way we can meet them? Maybe like a YouTube series or or something That's along the lines question. of that. That's a really marketing question. And to be honest with you, I think we wrestled with the idea of how to present it to a younger audience. Right. Yeah. Um, you know, one of the ideas that came up, and I don't know if this is still a thing, so don't quote me on it, was to sort of um, make use this as an educational material to target um, high schools, mm, right, you know, okay. uh, colleges. Yeah. Um, sort of give incentives to um, educators to buy this and to teach from this, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so I think that's one way you could reach the youth. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking about hardcore marketing mm. on, you know, 
the TikToks, the Twitchs, or the yeah. YouTubes. Yeah. I don't know. I really or, don't know. Or the Netflix. Or the, the Netflix, Max. right? I, I mean, unless a spinoff comes off of this, right? Unless, unless you know, I don't know, an artist feels you know drawn to this project and like, mm-hmm. oh my god, I want to, or you know, I want to do this. I think I think you also underestimate the amount of American culture that is hip hop culture. In that, right, like. There are many people that are not from America that have an appetite to learn about this stuff, mm. right? And like, and like these essays and things like that that contextualize what this stuff is. Mm-hmm. For us, we're like, oh, UGK, Pocketful Stones, we like that. You know what I mean? Yeah. But for mm-hmm. for like people that aren't from America, they're looking at this like, teach me, like what it what is this? Mm-hmm. For a, a lot of folks, you know what yeah. I mean? Especially like some of this more regional stuff. Yeah. So I mean, I think that there's definitely an appetite there. And um, oh, go ahead. No, no, I think there's an appetite for. A lot of audiences, I think, is like, how do you reach yeah, those audiences, yeah, right? Yeah, like, exactly. how how will they hear about it? Yeah. You know, I mean, Instagram is cool. Twitter is cool. But, yeah. like, what other ways are they going to hear? I think the this? box set is mildly cost prohibitive. Yes. Um, so you're going to get, you're going to target a certain audience with the box set. And if you put out a playlist on Spotify, that could be a completely different set of audiences, right? Yeah. Like, so depending on the mediums. I think you might get different. You're different giving them audiences. ideas, marketing ideas here. You are they going to pay you for this? Hey man, come through, cut a check. You cut know a what check. Saying? They already, uh, they already mentioned that they were thinking about the Spotify playlist. Yeah, yeah no. Um, I, go ahead. I hear you. I, I think yeah, those yeah. are great ideas. Yeah, I think though um, that another thing that we're kind of underestimating, you know, is it's just people's aptitude and and and, and interest, right? Like like when I was a kid. Um, and I got in super into hip hop and I started trying to make music and, and you remember this period, right? Like you, you get into, well, at least this was my, my, you know, road. I got into hip hop and then I wanted to make hip hop and then I started making hip hop and then I started making beats. And then I realized that all the songs that I liked were sampled from songs from the seventies. Yeah. And then I went back and I try, I started trying to listen to all this music from the seventies. Yeah. And, you know, one of my starting points was Rolling Stone put out these big volumes of you know, greatest jazz albums of the 70s, greatest funk albums of the 70s. And I would literally be sitting there thumbing through these books trying to learn about these artists, right? So like, there are people that like, have that hunger to kind of learn about like these things, even though they're not, you know, from that era. I think that's like a minority of us though, Yinka. Yeah. No, I think, I think there's, there's, there's people who are audiophiles who would love to learn more about this, right? And who don't, know enough right i think there's mm-hmm. i mean there's this whole 90s nostalgia that's, that's popping up saying. right these yeah. kids are like oh, and, the and 90s. Right. these kids are, are like are like they're they're sampling tlc right yeah. and it came out like 94 96 right yeah. so it's like for this stuff like there's stuff in here that's from the 80s and the 70s yeah. like they have no idea what this is yeah i mean i only i think it's a matter <laughs> of time are of how you know what is trending you yeah. know um 90s R&B is trending. Maybe mm-hmm. 90s hip hop might be trending. I mean, the style is fucking trending. Because the right craziest now. thing about it, and I, I really feel like I'm dating myself, but the distance between me and the 70s when I went back to learn about the 70s, yeah. and the distance between these kids that's making music right now and and, and your the music. 1990s 90s. is yeah. the same distance. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so. It's uh, man. You know, you know the thing that really made me think about that was when yeah. um, I was watching Straight Outta Compton, mm-hmm. and there's that scene where the the pool party, mm-hmm. and they're not playing some 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 hip hop thing. They're playing uh, funkadelic. Uh, I think they're playing mm-hmm. like Flashlight or something yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, probably. And like I remember when I was growing up, thinking about Flashlight. Wow, that was so long ago. Right. But then when I was watching that movie Straight Outta Compton, I was like, wait a minute, like that 
that was a shorter period. Of, there's a shorter difference in time between like Funkadelic <laughs> and that party than there was between that that party right. and right and now. Mm. Exactly. Mm. It's oh, mind-blowing. Yeah. yeah. There, was, old, there was something recent where somebody said, um, somebody said, people when people say 30 years ago, they think 1970, but yeah. when 30 years ago is actually 1990. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? I it's mean, just, it's crazy. It is crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. So one other thing I'll say, right, is we we spent a little bit of time looking at the, um, you know, they had like a little panel where they had um, Chuck D and some of the other folks that worked on that, that 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 spoke, yeah. and I think that that's Adam a good, Bradley. I think that's yeah. a good, you know, um, uh, way to kind of get it out there and and you know kind of speak on some of this background stuff that we're talking about. I also I'm on their website now and I see that they have this little quiz where you can use it to take you to test your hip hop knowledge, right? And I think that's also a good kind of tool for, you know, hip hop snobs like myself and Outlaw, right? We might go through here and be like, oh, I know everything. And then, you know, <laughs> see like, so I think that, that they are kind of trying to roll out some more interactive things that give people more kind of points that they can engage with this content. Yeah. Yeah. They should have They should have made an app. Oh, you know how much money an app costs, my friend? It does cost money. Yeah, it does cost money. He's a developer. So I was about to say, yeah. come on. <laughs> yeah, I think they're they're I think they're trying to sort of uh, bring audience from different um, from different from different places, right? right? From the Namak website, the museum's website, from yeah. you know Amazon and Tidal and all these places. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if there's one thing that you can change and feel free to answer this however you want but oh, you know Lord. other than other than you know uh, us not being able to get the break beats on vinyl uh is there something else that like maybe fell on the cutting room floor or something like that that you wish that had been included i mean i really wish we could have included kendrick and daisy oh, like yeah. that okay. to me would have just solidified the set right yeah, yeah um i also wish we could have included so much more like we don't talk about the influence of radio mm. um we don't talk about what else don't we talk about i think we don't talk about we we almost had an essay around religion and we dropped it yeah uh hip-hop and, and how religion and hip-hop sort of interact. like dmx Mm. whole conversation about DMX oh, the five percenters you know yeah, like yeah. all of that yeah, all of that um, um, that would have been crazy yeah and who's the other group before um, poor righteous teachers thank you yeah um, we we know there's an essay in here about uh, fashion I just wish we had my dream for the fashion essay would have been mm. much different okay um time and resources yeah. you know yeah. um what else there's so much more that we could have included in here but we we don't we didn't have the space mm -hmm. this book if, if you really go through this book it's packed from like the first page to the, to the really <laughs> the last page yeah. because we don't we didn't have any space mm. um yeah was there a conversation about the bias towards music from the 70s through 92 was there a conversation about that right just because for our listeners when you look at this yinka was talking about how his hip hop journey on a personal level doesn't really start until like this six. This six. <laughs> doesn't mean he's not familiar with the music before that. Right. right. But he's just talking about like, 
when know, I was there and right. I was outside when something came out. Right. And there's there's nine discs total. If you look at it from like I think disc four covers like eighty seven through eighty nine, but disc mm-hmm. nine covers two thousand four through two thousand thirteen. Mm. And so you know while there's definitely no more music available, hip hop music available post nineteen ninety two, there's still a heavy bias towards older music, which I don't have an issue with. I'm just curious if there was a conversation that took place that said, you know, most people know about music. Maybe the conversation goes something like most people know music from, from the 90s and the aughts, but yeah. the stuff from the late 70s and the 80s, no one really knows that, so we're going to focus on that. Was there any kind of conversation like that that took place? To be honest with you, I don't remember that okay. kind of conversation. I, mm. Like, when we selected these tracks, they weren't broken down by disc. Okay. It was like... Sense. 100 tracks you know whatever mm-hmm. like 150 tracks these are the tracks that we want to license and i think as as we were breaking them down by disc we realized oh shit this is heavy excuse very heavy you know 70s 80s yeah and then once you hit the 90s and 2000 there's not that much yeah i think i think disc nine is the most questionable in my personal opinion talk to me yinka what's up all right, so we start with we start with Talib Kweli, Black Girl Pain. I've already spoken my piece on that, so I'll leave that alone. Right. Jesus Walks is solid. Stay Fly, I'm okay with. I probably would have gone with international players, but cool. Well, um, you, you, that's three. That's our only three six representation on here. Mm, I mean, you've fair. got you've got but we're so dis- horny from Two Live Crew, but you ain't got slob on my knob like but, what's good. But that wouldn't be in disc nine. <laughs> that would be in disc eight. So we so so we we we, we on. No, nah, that on. actually might be disc. That might be disc seven or disc six. Yeah, exactly. It'd so it's early, that's an earlier joint. So so yeah. so let me keep going. Hustling, I get it. That was huge. Lupe Fiasco, hip hop saved my life. Why did we pick that? Again, that was <laughs> the executive committee. I defer to the executive committee okay. on these selections. Young Jeezy Nas, my president. I get it because yeah, there was a moment. Yes. There was a yes. moment in hip hop and 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 in and in, in, in life in America, and and this was a period, part of that period. So right. I get it. Um, David Banner and Chris Brown get like me. You know, I think we wanted to include David Banner because mm-hmm. he's black and we like him. Yes. Yeah, that must be. And I think we also wanted to include like more southern tracks that weren't just Jeezy or Rick Ross, right? Even though Rick Ross and Jeezy are relevant and prominent, I think we're just trying to find another angle. Isn't David Banner from like Tennessee or something like that? Uh, Mississippi. Mississippi. Yeah. 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 That that, this would if 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 I had like a list of David Banner songs to select, this would would be be in my bottom five. I know. Um. Okay. So, Lil Wayne and Robin Thicke. Now, now I cannot comment on this. I I have a very vivid conversation about who, why, where. I'm not going to comment on this. Okay. Because okay. I got all the issues yes, and questions on yes, that. So cool. Yes. Um, J Electronica Exhibit C. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy he's included. Um, Nicki Minaj Super Bass wouldn't be the Nicki Minaj record yeah. I would choose, but okay. I'm not mad at it. I, guess. I To be honest, I don't know if I can't speak for the executive committee, but I mm-hmm. think we went with a track that was safe and solid mm. rather than yeah. something you know yeah yeah and i mean and nikki nikki's got big records she this does. is a big record um and i mean it was a, a record that transcended hip-hop right like right white, little white girls was doing was doing videos too. and like, and we talked about crossover tracks as well as yeah. we were selecting the 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 track list yeah so it makes sense thrift shop sadly makes sense i'm, I'm not gonna touch it whoa um, the, on, the only the only thing i would say about thrift shop is not having Kendrick and having Macklemore Thrift Shop on your list makes 
me feel a little a little <laughs> talk to the licensing gods in my spirit but but i understand that this was a moment it was relevant i white people freaking love this song I, I still don't get it but i will never get it um j cole tlc crooked smile <laughs> i don't i don't hate it because mm-hmm. i love tlc and i'm mm-hmm. glad they're included mm-hmm. Cole, but this is not true. my favorite J. Cole song or anybody's favorite J. Cole I, song. I'll, I'll be honest. I I, I, rem, I don't want to say I remember who, but I remember at what point this track was selected. And I mm-hmm. think this track was selected um, because of Teal's. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay. That makes sense to me. Because of Left Eye? And Blood then, on oh, the Leaves? But that was what I was gonna say next. I said, "Okay, blood on the leaves. How do we? How do we land there?" That's so odd. I don't know. Is like, it because we it, like Nina Simone? Is that what it is? But like, uh, so here's my thing, right? If it's and and and, and you may not have the answer to this. I'm just gonna. I'm just going to <laughs> see now. We now, you, you no, ain't no, no, thinking no, no. we're gonna have this special, special. If you don't have an answer for it, that's fine. Yeah, we'll just no, we're just we're just we're just talking here. Yeah. Like the the reason why Kanye West blood on the leaves is so interesting, right? Is because mm-hmm. all right, you've got to live quietly, black girl pain. <laughs> If you want a Talib Kweli song, just put um just to get by, right. which is which also Nina also Simone. Also samples Nina Simone. Blood on the right. Leaves is Nina Simone. So Facts. I'm like, if it's a licensing thing, like, and I know she might have had different yeah. record labels, but I'm just surprised. Again, yeah. you may not have the answer. You don't have to. I'm just saying, me, I'm looking at this. I completely I'm like, I'm agree surprised with that. Yeah. you get the Blood on the Leaves right. sample, but not the exactly. Um, oh no 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 no, no 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 um this Talib Kweli track Black Girl Pain was. Selected intentionally. intentionally. It has nothing to do with not wanting get by. I think we thought about getting get by, and yeah. we're like, everybody knows get by. Yeah, and, and Jay Z did a remix of it. Well, you're not I, gonna get that version, yes. but yeah. And I and I think we're like, we want something else that speaks to you know, that addresses a different topic. Yeah, yeah. I just when I say we, I, I think the committee. Like, yeah. And then and then you know Drake started from the bottom. It's I fine. Think it's, it's fine choice. to me. Yeah. I think it's actually yeah. the best choice to end yeah. the album. Can really? I can I can well, I say if something? You're going to end with Drake, I think it's the best choice. Can I say ahead. something? What's up? Um I when the way the, the tracks were ordered, there was a lot of um moving things around. Okay. And uh we would have gotten a whole lot of shit for this. Macklemore mm. and uh Ryan Lewis were supposed to be the last track to close the set. Oh yeah. Somebody yeah, pointed right. out and they're like, This is not happening. I'm thankful. We that gotta put that. Drake at the end of this yeah. track. And I'm like, Oh, how come I didn't see this? That and was I'm like, a Thank solid, you for calling that out. That was a solid right. uh, yes. decision. Is yes. there somewhere tucked away in some in some drawer with a select group of people like an alternate version of like <laughs> how this would look in their mind if not for the licensing issues and things like that like did, did people have these conversations with themselves you have like look this is what my list would look like i mean there was this this list was 150 tracks okay. like mm. that's what we presented to the labels mm. and this is what we ended up with okay um we didn't want d- nine discs we're like mm. we want to make it an even 10 mm. or an even eight um mm. but we're like, okay, the more tracks we take away, like, are we taking away relevant yeah, right. tracks? You know, like, we we got to a point where, like, uh, when do we stop, okay. you know? So I have a specific omission that I want to ask about. Yes. I, I think I might know the answer, but I'm, I'm going to put it out there. Uh, many people have said that Juvenile, Back That Ass Up, might be the black, the black anthem, national anthem. And it's not included here. I see BG bling bling, and I understand the, the 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 inclusion of bling bling because it became you know colloquial phrases. We we say bling bling. Bling is a thing now, but but why no back that ass up? 
Well, this is also the Smithsonian. Mm -hmm. So there's only but so much we can get away with. They can't say back that thing up, the the the, the edited but version. But do you understand none of this none of this is edited. None of not uh, this okay. is like they explicit. Have so horny. Yes. They have baby got back. But you know how much how much how many hoops we have to jump to make oh, sure yeah. like we included Back Past that thing up as one is of as one of five songs yeah. that I can just play the first three notes and literally the entire neighborhood will start running. I think yeah. we could have gotten away with it, but I don't know I if the ex so if the executive committee would have you know yeah um, would have appreciated that song. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah, some great selections here. Yeah, though. Some great selections. Um, yeah. The, the, Look, it's a it's a great looking project for an, sure. Another uh, question that Outlaw had, and I'm just gonna go ahead and, and be his 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 microphone as uh -oh. amplifier, but um. Most Def Mathematics was chosen. Right. Why that and not Umi Says or another record out of Most Def's catalog? I I don't know if this was a licensing issue. Because I remember between Most Def and Talib, there was... Oh, no, we tried to include a Most Def and... Um, Brown skin lady. Yeah. 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 I can't Girls remember. I on, honestly, I can't remember if it was a licensing thing or if this was the track that they picked, to be yeah. honest. I know Talib... We had, I think we tried, um, what's that one track with Hatek? Um, the Blast? No. No, the uh, on the Black on Both Sides? Mm -hmm. The one that's featured to Liv Kweli. Mm -hmm. You're talking about, um, um, uh, I, know, I Know That, I love that one. Know That? You're right, by Ayatollah. Yeah, yeah. Yes, Know That. Yeah. It's either a sample or, usually it all came down to samples. And yeah. the labels were like, we don't have, we can't clear the sample. And they're like, unless you guys can clear it. Okay. Right. We can't. So I don't necessarily have any other questions about uh, specific songs. Uh, the only thing I got to say was like, what the fuck, Jay-Z? Like, and <laughs> I'm going to put this on Jay-Z, right? Like, yeah. you may not be able to say anything, but like, why would he not want to? Because he can, He mm -hmm. does he not own his own masters? And there's yeah. a lot of things that he, like, he has beats to that they don't, you know, there's no sample credits there. He could have contributed something to this. Was there any conversation? Maybe I don't know. Maybe we can't. I feel even. like typically he doesn't make business agreements unless he completely profits from them. Like whether it's you know including his shit on title or whatever, he's just like the consummate capitalist. So it makes sense. It's so interesting that yeah. like I don't know. I'm just, this is gonna just be my own personal thing. But it's yeah. so interesting that like he clearly to me is a personal choice. He's like, well, look, I'm bigger than hip hop, so it yeah. doesn't matter. Which is, which is, oh man, all I can say is it's kind of fucked up, but it is what it is. Because, because, yeah. look, it, you know what? In fairness, it could go like this. It, it could be him saying, well, look, who is Smithsonian? Who is the Smithsonian to decide like what is an anthology of a hip hop? That's so fair. I don't owe them anything, and that might be fair. Yeah, I know for me personally, if I looked at the project and I respected it, and it looks dope, mm -hmm. um, I would, I would want to be included. But you know, I'm not Jay Z. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, you know, Jay, Jay was also one of the people, I mean, and this ha happened many times. Actually, Will Smith was the first to do it. Uh, but, you know, Jay was one of the people who led the charge to like, we're not going to the Grammys, right? Uh, mm -hmm. I'm not going to go to the Grammys. Black people, we shouldn't go to the Grammys. So, I mean, it, it makes sense, right? He's He set out multiple things and said that multiple bodies were not qualified to assess hip hop music. That's probably so that fair. also makes sense, too. Yeah, but then if he's gonna do that, then he's slapping he's slapping the face of all the other hip hop icons who worked on this. Is he not? Mm, not no, really. Not I really. mean, okay. I mean, licensing is a funny game. Yeah. And 
artists don't make money off of licenses. That's true. Gotcha. Okay. Do you know if there's any uh, follow up in terms of a potential exhibit or something in the museum? So I mean, there's a hip. It's not a hip hop complete exhibit, but if you go, at the, I think on the third or fourth or the top yeah. level of the Smithsonian, there's a music exhibit and it has a this lot of African American museum. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, have you seen it? I have actually yet to go in there. Jay Dilla's Jay Dilla's yeah. MPC three thousand. Right. There's, yeah. Yes. There's a whole That's section crazy. dedicated Insane. to hip hop. Yeah. Um. And really cool artifacts. Yeah. They've done previously. Um. Ex- I think a photo exhibit on hip hop photos, okay. photographers. Yeah. And I. I mean. I think at some point this book is gonna make its way in terms of an, either an exhibit or another in person event or a live yeah. something. Something is gonna come out. Okay. Um, as a result of this project. Do you think that they're going to do another one? Is this going to be like a regular series, volume two, volume three, or what's the I kind of highly doubt. Yeah. The amount of work that went into this. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it sounds like it yeah. took, it's it took a lot of work. 10 years just yeah. to get this one together. Yeah. But sometimes like when, you, when you blaze the path of what it takes, then it sure. becomes easier to repeat something. But so this is the only project and in, in Maybe I might be wrong, but I'm 90% sure that this is the only project that has um, tracks from all artists working with all majors, right? Mm. I think there's Bad Boy had a had a compilation out and Def Jam. I don't know if Def Jam put out CDs, um, mm-hmm. but because we wanted to include as many, you know, uh, hip hop artists in here, mm-hmm. the, the, it's complicated, right? Yeah, so, yeah, that makes um, sense. Maybe you know. Warner might put out their own rec- their own box set, or Universal yeah. might do that. I mean, Def Jam does, right? They have Def yeah. Jam anthology. Yeah, yeah. Um, right. Yeah, ba- so, Bad Boy, like you said, right. Did one, so. so I think it's easier to do right. in house than actually source all this shit out. That's fair. Anything else that you want to share with us, or or that you think we should consider? Um, I think everybody should consider if they can afford it, buy it. How how, how much is it? Uh, currently, I think it's 150-ish. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, you got mad bread, yo. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I'm just plugging it in. Um, I also think if you do dig in, like, the essays are amazing. Yeah. Um, read the essays. The liner notes are comprehensive. I think everybody who contributed to this project really did great work. Yeah. Um, Please don't come troll on my pages if you find me online because I will not respond. <laughs> Hopefully they won't troll you. So um, I think that should wrap it up for the discussion on uh, Smithsonian Anthology of Hip Hop and Rap. Thank you. Yeah, super interesting. And thank you so much for both being a part of this This um, because, you know, I, I really know that there's a lot of work that goes into it. And, you know, we really appreciate you and the folks that, that you worked with and also coming to talk on our podcast yeah. and talk about it. Yeah. Thank you guys so much. I really appreciate the invite. Oh, my oh, yeah, Nika. <laughs> Peace. Peace. Niggas is mad. I get more butt than ass trays. Fuck a fair one. I get mine the fast way. Ski mask way. Nigga ransom notes. Far from handsome. But damn a nigga tote much. More guns than roses. Foes is shaking in their boots. A visible bully. Like the gooch disappear. Van moose. You whack to me. Take them rhymes back to the factory. I see the gimmicks, the whack lyrics. The shit is depressing. Pathetic. Please forget it. You're mad cause my style you're admiring. Don't be mad. UPS is hiring. You should have been the cop. Fuck hip hop. With that freestyle, you're bound to get shot. Not from Houston, but I rap a lot. Pack the gap a lot. The flame's about to drop.
crap, you bore me. One to grab my dick, too lazy. Hold it for me. I'm straight, rap great. Bust the head straight and dreads. I'm everlasting. Like it's so on pro cash. A tech nine. When I rhyme, plus I climb. Word is bond. Your album couldn't fuck with one line. It's been three years since your last year.